Boom, boom, boom. Ralph plugged his ears as feet thundered past the cozy heater. He peeked out from underneath the heater and let a small scream when he saw a giant shadow looming over him. A brown-haired boy was staring down at him. Freaked out by the fact that more voices were floating toward him, Ralph bowled right into Mr. Sparkle's pants the third, who was his stuffed unicorn. He lay there for a while until a mouse holding a wrinkled piece of parchment in his hand came in. Oh, thought Ralph, bolting upright. I forgot. I was packing to go to Greece. The mouse cleared his throat, making the Ralph snap out of his thoughts. Ralph thanked the Ralph thanked him and gave the mouse a crumb or two from the leftovers in a, of an acorn and where he stored them. He scampered over to where a plastic water bottle cap sat, a steady water flow dripping into the cap. Ralph picked up the cap and slipped an acorn underneath the stream of water and pulled a crumb from the carton. Then jumped to his bed, which was made out of a dry erase marker eraser, some Kleenex, and a cloth. Noticing that the class was quiet, Ralph cautiously crawled out of the heater, wondering if the giant golden fish he had seen earlier was still there. A few minutes later, Ralph was dropping a yellow fish into his home. I better take a dip in the giant thing across the room, Ralph thought, picking a piece of cotton from his stash and scurrying across the room, coming to a, to a stop at the giant silver cabinet, which was underneath an even bigger giant silver tub. Oof! Ralph pushed the handle that made the water pour into the tub and nearly went flying headfirst into it. Luckily, Ralph was lit and water was already pouring into the silver basin. As Ralph dove in, the cotton ball flew into the drain. Uh-oh, Ralph squeaked, peering down into the drain. What am I going to do now? Once he was safely underneath the heater, Ralph let go of a soggy cotton ball that had fallen into the drain. It had taken forever to get the cotton ball out of the drain, and it went like this. Pull, kick, swim, breathe. Pull, kick, swim, breathe. He picked up the parchment the mouse had given him and started to read it. Dear Ralph, how are you? We miss you terribly. Please visit us. How is your home? Jonathan told you live and told us you lived in a room class. Is that true? Ralph laughed. That would be Cassie, his younger cousin, who was about seven years old and admired Ralph and his brother, Jonathan. While Jonathan sat around lazily, Ralph took Cassie to museums and other interesting things. The letter went on, occasionally Cassie's giant uppercase letters, interrupting the neat curvy letters. Ralph woke up early, heading towards the plane. Ralph took a deep breath of fresh air and thought, Sweet, sweet grace. There, an excited yell that sounded like Cassie's rung through the warm air, but another mouse came running into view shouting. The mouse had, who had been speaking was a mouse about his age or younger, with a white dress and gold wristbands, and was carrying a big bowl of golden liquid that swashed around precariously. Where's the plane? he asked. The mouse tipped her head to one side and looked puzzled. Plane? I thought you took a chariot. 
Ralph turned, she said, Ralph turned around just in time to see a chariot and two bright horses speed down the road and a few mice waving to him where the plane should have been. As other mice hurtled over, another chariot came to a thudding stop. Everybody fell silent. Ralph turned to see six mice dressed in gold and white tunics hop out of the chariot and unravel a white ladder and pull a golden curtain to the side, revealing another mouse. Ralph shuddered and stepped back at the sight. The mouse had sleek, shiny fur and was wearing a gold tunic lined with silver and gold sandals. His beady black eyes searched the crowd, narrowing on the mouse who had called his name. She shuddered and stepped behind Ralph. You're late, Clarissa. The mouse had a deep voice and his muscles flexed menacingly underneath his flat fur. The mouse who had supposedly Clarissa shuddered again and stepped out from behind Ralph and sputtered. I was making this for you. She stepped forward and placed the golden liquid at his feet. The mouse whispered something to her, and she came back trembling violently. A mouse came hurrying forward and caught her as she went limp, limp and fell back. I thought Mama raised you better, Philippe. It was the mouse who had caught Clarissa. She stepped forward and glared at the mouse on the stairs. Philippe smirked and kicked the bowl at his feet making the liquid spill. I always knew she was a weaker one. Look at this. Pathetic. I thought you knew better, Clarissa. He sighed dramatically and threw his head back. If anyone was weak, you were the one who was weak, slumping around with that group and threatening your poor sister, Helena snapped and carried Clarissa into the temple behind them. Philippe lost his smirk. Oh, dear, Helena. Philippe whispered softly, watching as she marched away with Clarissa. I pity you. Then he noticed Ralph, standing in the front of the crowd, gazing up at him with shock. Ah, Roland, you seem very out of it. Ralph looked down and noticed he also had a tunic, but the word Roland was so not to it. Remembering his long hours in the library, Ralph thought back to the stories he had read about where there was an evil mouse named Philippe and a hero named Roland. Is this ancient Greece? Ralph thought, licking his paw over and running it over his whiskers. Then he looked around and saw that the other mice were looking as puzzled as Clarissa when he had asked, where's the plane? Ralph realized that he had thought out loud. A mouse called out, Ancient? That's 400 BC, if that's what you mean. Ralph understood now. He was in ancient Greece, and everybody thought that she w- that he was Roland, the mighty hero every mother told their children about. His ears went red with embarrassment. I have to go. Ralph scampered into the temple behind him. Ralph sat at the top of the temple, eating an olive and enjoying the scenery around him. Bright orange sunlight fell across the field, making the birds in the distance look like balls of fire. Raspberry-colored clouds dotted the blinding sky, and bright flaming torches at the Parthenon 
Athena's temple flickered in the wind, the Parthenon now in thin outline. There was a loud thump, and Morgan, the younger brother of Philippe, Helena, and Clarissa, came crashing into Ralph, making him faceplant into his olive. He stood up angrily and was about to say something, but Morgan interrupted. Sorry about that, Morgan apologized, his eyes round and innocent, making Ralph soften. It's time for supper, he mumbled and unraveled a rope, offering Ralph a piece of it so that he could slide down. Welcome, Roland. Philippe's throaty voice echoed through the twig-lit giant hall, well, at least for mice, sounding very grudgingly. And Ralph saw that Philippe, Clarissa, and Helena were sitting on silky pillows, Helena and Clarissa quietly murmuring things to each other. Morgan came in and joined Helena and Clarissa, balconing Ralph silently to a cushion next to him. Olives and bread crusts and little acorn caps filled with a shower juice sat on a large wooden chip. They ate silently. Only the sound of chewing and the wind whistling outside could be heard in the hall. Ralph woke up early, thinking he was un- and thinking he was underneath the classroom heater. He blindly stumbled into Morgan's bed, thinking it was his clothing basket, and pulled at his tail. Morgan yelped and jumped out of bed. Suddenly, he re- suddenly Ralph remembered that he was in ancient Greece and pulled away, muttering to himself. Morgan, Morgan jumped after Ralph as he left the room and asked him why he was up so early. Oh, Clarissa yawned. She must have realized that Ralph was sitting there and jumped. Sorry, she mumbled and sank to her knees on the cold marble floor. Oh, there's no need for that. Ralph felt himself go red. He was very tired from this morning and when he and Morgan had come back to the hall with teetering piles of chewed paper from the big room filled with books. They had sat there for hours, poring over the pages, and Ralph had made a few trips to the big building across the room, across the road, where there were big shelves of food, and brought back a whole supply of it. Um, Roland? Clarissa's voice floated over to Ralph, and he snapped back to the present. Yes, Clarissa? There's some important mice who want to see you. Tell them I'll meet them at the library. Oh, they're already here. Four mice marched in with gold tunics that looked like one of, like the one that Philippe had been wearing the other day. Hello, Roland. The mouse that had been leading the group spoke in a deep voice that echoed in the hall. We wanted to tell you that mid-afternoon tomorrow you will come to the Parthenon. Another mouse at the at the back of the group added as they left. Ralph arrived at the temple, puffing in effort to breathe. He had been up since dawn, walking for hours. Morgan had offered to take the chariot, but the mice had told him to come walking 
Just as Ralph got to the top of the temple, Philippe's chariot pulled up. You both are climbing. You both are to climb the posts of the Parthenon and rescue these mice. The rumble of the mouse that was speaking stopped for a moment, and he pointed to some mice being pulled up in a basket and continued. Whoever comes back first wins. Ready? The mites were almost there. On your marks, the first mice touched the column. Get set, the second. Go! The bell sounded as Ralph and Philippe were off. Ralph ran hard and reached the column, where a rope basket swayed a few feet off the ground. He jumped, and his finger seared painfully as it got caught in the rope. He pulled himself up. He yanked the rope and went zooming up. Philippe was underneath him, holding onto the basket. He climbed up the column and grabbed the ledge and pulled a mouse from the ledge. But then he froze, staring down at the massive drop. You can do this, Ralph thought. He pulled the basket and threw the mouse in, grabbing the rope and slid in. There were cheers as he and the other mouse dropped to the ground. Mice showered him with olives and flowers, but the voices were fading. The scene melted into an airport, and five mice were standing a few feet away, waving at him. He bounded forward, and Cassie introduced them. Ralph, this is Clarissa, Morgan, and Helena. They all winked.